0: San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform.
1: Hey everybody, it's San Francisco Dam. I am Dee Dee LaFrac coming to you from the east side of this dystopian city. This district is called the Tenderloin. I am not talking about Tenderloin Steak. I call it San Francisco's Hell's Kitchen. This is your daily Kvetch-a-thon. I Kvetch here. It's a truth bomb. Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. I will get this out of the way about as heavy as I'm going to be on this show. Unfortunate day in American history. The president has been impeached twice. I have to say, as a biologically born black woman born without a penis... This is so weird for me because I'm living in a city that is being destroyed by Democrats, so much so that I voted for Trump. Now, as an American and a descendant of slaves, I recognize my right to place my vote where I think that um, I'll be taken care of better. So that's who I voted for for president. And understand from my perspective, I'm sharing this with you. Open your mind a little bit. I'm living in a city that's been locked up for 43 months. Our culture is decimated. Hospitality is decimated. Tourism is decimated. We've got an incorrigible junkie apocalypse. We've got a catch and release district attorney. Crime spikes are off the hook, people. So I live in a deplorable city. And I so-called, as they call him, I voted for a deplorable president. Figure it out, huh? Well, I am a sexist, womanist, bohemian, so let me get into today's show. I'm pushing the heavy stuff out of the way. Here's something light, silly. (laughs) I am reviewing sex and the city. San Francisco Damn Daily Truth Bombs.
0: No Namby Pamby permission necessary.
1: Well, I couldn't help but wonder that's what Carrie would say, Carrie Bradshaw, so for people who don't know about sex in the city it um was slash is a phenomenon for women, single women living in New York, their sexual exploits, their sisterhood, their clothes addiction, their man addiction. Interestingly enough, when Sex and the City was quite popular, I wasn't watching it. I was busy living my life here in San Francisco. I heard about it, and some of my girlfriends, particularly white ladies, they were really taking the show seriously. They were talking a baby voice, talking a baby voice, and they would call their rich boyfriends Mr. Big. And because I wasn't watching the show, I was busy being a frisky sexist, womanist, bohemian, mixed media, public access cable TV star, seriously, I wasn't watching the show, so they would have to tell me what they were doing. I'm like, why are you talking like that? Oh, I'm doing a Carrie. Why do you call your boyfriend Mr. Big? Oh, that's from Carrie. And I was like, hmm. So I didn't start watching the show until close to when it was over, and then I caught up with the reruns.
0: We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac.
1: Long story short, I, I love that show. I do. Now, this review of it is particular as I am a sexist, womanist, bohemian, black woman born without a penis. I am also not a parent. I never wanted to have kids. I've been married twice. I knew when I was a little girl... I wasn't going to have kids. There's nothing wrong with me. I don't think everybody should have kids. So I, when I started watching the show, that's background on on me a little bit. When I first started watching the show, I I loved it. I loved several things about it. I loved the fact that one, they they weren't uh out of wedlock moms until the end of the show when Miranda, the redheaded, uh lawyer lady that most men couldn't stand, men would say Miranda, ugh. She became a single mom, but she was basically wealthy. They weren't sitting around screaming about, I need a babysitter or I need somebody to help me pay my bills. And I have to say as a black woman, uh, black women in that age group at that time, the majority would be single mothers and the majority of them would be single mothers like in strife or struggling. What? So I appreciated seeing a show that wasn't focused on women, and their tribulations about baby daddies, women being single mothers, women being obese. I I enjoyed that. Hey, that's me. And I also what I really loved about the show is the sisterhood Yes, people. I know it, the show is um like a wish fulfillment written by gay dudes. I knew that when I first watched it. I'm like these these ladies remind me of pro- sexually promiscuous gay males in San Francisco. Then I discovered oh yeah, it's written by gay males. Now I'm not being homophobic by saying sexually promiscuous gay males. Come on, people, I'm a San Francisco woman. I discovered long ago about the undercover sex that a lot of men have, gay males. Men are going out there having all sorts of sex with each other, women have no idea about the life that they're doing, and they admit, a lot of them admit, they call themselves hoes, or you know, they go cruising, et cetera, et cetera, so I knew it was, the women were basically gay male characters. <laughs> Okay, now the characters. The main character, Carrie Bradshaw, an emaciated, narcissistic, clothes horse with a shoe fetish, emotionally unavailable woman. She seemed to me bipolar. Her moods went up and down, like totally emaciated. Charlotte um, is like the Upper East Side brunette, uh, well-educated, who was longing for marriage and a home. And then Miranda is the red-headed lawyer that most men, they couldn't stand that character. I would laugh when they would say, ugh, oh, the redhead lawyer, who <laughs> And then Samantha, the most famous character, actually that was her show. Uh, she's like a um, sex addict, emotionally unavailable sex addict. And those women, they dressed like models. They were always laughing, giggling, and they would go to and fro. I could relate to the fact that they were extremely social, so was I. I could relate to the fact that they were pursued heavily by men, so was I. I could relate to the fact that they were dressed beautifully, so was I. And they didn't have any kids until one at the end, so was I. That's what I loved about the show. It was like, um, it was so girly and fun and just very feminine,
0: This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence.
1: It's the San
0: Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac.
1: Some of you are thinking, especially white people, hey, they they didn't have any black people. It wasn't very diverse. You know, when when people say that, that they want to put that on that show that it wasn't diverse, in general, life isn't diverse. I'm a diverse woman. I'm the widow of a white man. Rest in peace, Richard LaFrac. Best friend, soulmate, arts, arts co-producer for decades. Um, I'm a di- diverse woman. I understand that most people aren't. So when I saw that show, I never thought that they were racist because that's real. I um, have Asians Asian associates. I live in an Asian building. Um, the majority of them are not diverse. I'm not calling them racist. Um, I know a lot of black people. They, they have their own cliques and they're blackety black, black. I don't call them racist, okay? So why did these four white female characters created by a gay white male, why were people calling them racist? I think they, that was their own uh, self-projection. I didn't see it as racist at all. In fact, a lot of people hang out with people they have basic compatibility or they work with or friend of a friend. That doesn't make somebody racist. For instance, me. Here in San Francisco, I would love to have more black friends. You know why I don't? Because I take my people on a person-to-person basis. I vet everyone. A basic standard of vetting. I don't do that skin folks pass. Oh, yeah, let me be friends with this person with poor character and who's going to try to mooch off me and and pretend like they're so racist, demonizing white people, but secretly love white people just because they're black. You see what I'm saying? I don't do skin folks passes. However, nor do I give white people, Asian people, Indian people, Hispanic. I don't give anybody passes. Everybody has to pass the same standard of vetting. I just wanted to add that. And I couldn't help but wonder. I couldn't help but wonder. And just like that, this Carrie character would use that baby voice like so many women. Oh, um, and the negative about Sex in the City, although basically I loved everything about it, is that it it made insecure women more insecure. I would go out for drinks, doing the girl things with uh, new associates of different races, and I would hear these girls, they'd be 28 years old, whining that they needed Botox, like skin like butter, or they're totally emaciated, and I could see they're clearly dressing like Carrie who was completely emaciated, Uh, thinking that they should go on a diet. So it brought out a lot of feminine insecurities if you were not looking like a model bulimia anorexic nervosa thin, which is something I know about. I'm not going to get into my past anorexia nervosa, so I I know all about that. And the way that um, these women actually slutted it up. They slutted it up. That's how you know it was written by a man. Yeah, women Women can be slutty, but the way they had these women going, that was totally like a a gay guy using a woman as their proxy. The Samantha character, come on, give me a break. The way they would show her riding and humping these dudes a couple, yeah, every night a new man. I mean, come on. So there's like the wish fulfillment sexual fantasy part of it. (laughs) And back to the the racial part, people saying that Sex in the City was racist. When you look at your black uh, TV shows, like there was this great show called Living Single, Queen Latifah, and a couple other four, four uh, black uh, actresses. This was a blackity black show. Did anybody say that was racist? People hang out with who they are compatible with. I'll keep saying that. Or people who pass the vetting, people they are comfortable with. Like, I'm not just going to hang out with somebody who is white because they're white. If they don't pass my vetting, why give people passes if they don't pass your vetting? Now, there is a, they're going to redo it. This show lasted for a long time, highly influential. And they're going to call it, and just like that, and just like that. So instead of being 30 something, they're going to be middle aged 50 something women. Carrie, the emaciated, emotionally unavailable uh, clothes horse with a shoe fetish, and Miranda, the um, hardworking, redheaded, man repellent. But she ended up married with the baby, the most stable of them all. That's interesting how that character arc went. And then Charlotte the feminine uh, pro-family woman who wanted to have her own baby and her and her Jewish husband adopted a little Asian baby and she finally got pregnant with her own. Now, they're coming back with a, um, I think it's going to be 10, 10 episodes without the main hoe character. The main a hoe, Samantha, is not going to be in that show. What? No wonder they're not calling it sex in a city because the sex is going to be gone Carrie finally married Mr. Big after he cheated on her. She cheated on him. He got married to somebody else. She was with another boyfriend, cheated on the boyfriend with Mr. Big. And they finally married at the end. I'm like, oh, oi. You know, Big and Carrie getting together at the end in Paris. I was like, oi. And, like, everybody loved this hook nosy emaciated Carrie. That's how you know Sarah Jessica Parker was executive producer. I mean, really. Anyway, they're bringing it back, and it's going to be called... I couldn't help but wonder, which was one of Carrie's catchphrases. And those of you listening, I think her favorite boyfriend for me, that was uh Aiden. Oh, my God. John Corbett. Who would not kick him out of bed if he was eating crackers in the bed, y'all. And Burger. Burger was a wanker. I could talk about this for a long time, but I wanted to get off the serious topic of how my city is being destroyed. You know, I come to you daily Here. And I didn't convince too much, did I? I don't think so. Hey, everybody. I appreciate you being here. Stay safe. Be warm. I love you. Guess what? I'm Didi LaFrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco, damn.